959.co.za. I guess first things first, many of us as South Africans can relate to the challenges around the cost of living as every month Stats SA gives us an update on inflation, what we're seeing around the food basket and many other economic bodies uh, tend to contribute to this. But the real pressure point of what we should be underscoring here uh, is the level of pay in South Africa. Help us put this into context where we're well aware of the inequalities and the high levels of poverty that continue to exist even for people who happen to be employed. Yes. Um, so if we look at how we determine pay in South Africa, not just in South Africa, but the world over, it is really based on pay systems which were developed in the 1940s and 1950s when the world and the world of work looked very differently to how it looks like today. And these systems and metrics are just continue to being used and um it is seen as this is the fair practice because we're evaluating jobs and then we say how much a person, not a person, but a job is worth in monetary terms and that is what we pay the person. But in that, and just continuing to use the system for the last um, 80 years or so, we have tended to lose sight on why do we actually pay people for work? Mm. Um, And when we started paying people for work, which is also not that long ago, we actually thought that it would be a way to give people a sustainable livelihood and a sustainable life. But we're finding um, that that is for many, many, many people in South Africa, not the case anymore. And it is those that we would consider the working poor. So people who work for pay, but who actually remain in poverty and who don't earn the income that allows them to live a decent life. And in that way, we're not really affording people dignity. I if you pay them too little. Yeah. And I think it's so important that you manage, uh, mention that because many would say, well, South Africa has a minimum wage. Uh, it varies. But uh, for what we saw in 2023, the minimum wage was adjusted to about 25 rand 42 cents per hour. Uh, and that also varies for agricultural workers, domestic workers, and, and the various classic classifications that exist. Help us contextualize, if we do have a minimum wage, why this isn't actually speaking to a living wage. It appears as though there's a discrepancy between the two. Yes, and there's quite a large discrepancy. So the national minimum wage is an absolute minimum that legally an employer has to pay. It's not allowed to pay someone less than that. Um, And that is important because it helps to at least protect people from severe, severe exploitation. Mm -hmm. But the amount that you just shared, the hourly wage, translates to roughly 4,100 rand a month. And for many of us, we would be quite aware that that is not an amount that allows us to really live. Maybe we're just able to survive, but most likely that money won't last until the end of the month Mm -hmm. uh, or to bring us through a whole month. And so the difference between this minimum wage and a living wage is that a living wage should be enough money that allows us to live a humble but a decent life. And important is also that it allows us, if we so wish, to save. That allows us then to cover unexpected expenses. For example, a window pane breaking in the wind, something as trivial as that, which if we earn minimum wages we we can't afford to replace necessarily because it is an unexpected expense and so there are different amounts um, that are given for south africa at the university of cape town we have done research um, using a national study so people from all nine provinces and that living wage that would allow 
a person and their family to live a decent life is much higher than the 4,000 rand a month. How much um, it, it is about mm -hmm. 12 to 16,000 rand net per month. Sure. I think this is so critical that you mention that because one thing is uh, quite clear, that there's a significant gap there between the minimum wage as well as uh, the ideal and optimal uh, living wage that organizations should adopt. And I'm aware that a few organizations such as Old Mutual have already implemented this in their structure, given the minimum salary that they give to any employee who works with them. But is this practical for a lot of businesses? Because typically when we speak to chief executives, they are frustrated by the cost of operations where labor happens to be a significant contribution to that. So is there a new way within which we can approach this and ensure that employers in South Africa, primarily within the private sector, are able to afford this and pay this? Yes, so that is one of my um, favorite questions that you've asked. Because it's a it's a common response. The immediate response is, oh, we won't be able to afford it. Mm. And so if we get that immediate response, then I know uh -uh, this hasn't been thought through because it's just the let's push back immediately without having thought about it. So my question would be, why can't you afford it? And then one gets the person to start to think. Um, and then my qu second question would be, what does it mean if you pay someone at a wage that doesn't allow them to live. So it's not it's not a sustainable life for that person. And then one comes to the to the idea that it's actually exploitation. It is also not dignified. So we are not affording the person dignity. And in South Africa, we have a long history, first through colonization, then through apartheid, where we have stripped people of the dignity. And a lot of the social ills that we're facing um, are based on people for generations having not been afforded dignity. And so not believing in their self-worth and not having pride um, in who they am as people, um, lacking self-esteem. And so things like crime, alcoholism, drugs, they arise from those issues. And so then my next point would be, isn't it more that we cannot afford not to pay people mm. an adequate wage that allows them to live? And then one starts thinking um, further in, okay, how could we make it happen rather than this immediate defense to say it is not affordable. For, for some employers, it really is not affordable. Um, and what we are saying as the Living Wage South Africa Network is, let's see it as an aspiration. Um, so those that cannot afford it, let's see how could, over time, you get to this point. It can't always be implemented immediately. So Woolworths, for example, has implemented three years, staggering increases um, to, to make it possible to pay living wages. Their baseline is a bit lower than what we found in our research, yeah. but this was also implemented before the pandemic Prof or started before the pandemic. Definitely. My brain cells are already tickling because I can imagine an argument being held and, and debates around um, how we need to make this economically viable. Uh, because whilst we would like to implement a, a living wage, optimal living wage, uh, it also needs to speak to... Um, I guess not only, you know, the tax structure, but the level of support um, that perhaps government might be providing to business to make it easier for them to employ South Africans, government itself to be a favorable employer that is able to afford uh, this optimal min uh, li minimal living wage. And uh, typically many of the arguments that we hear is that we are in a social grant state in South Africa where almost, what, two thirds of the population is receiving a grant or so. So, so 
how do we strike that balance? Because it, it seems like it's a multi-pronged approach. We need to educate, have the right skills, create the necessary jobs. Businesses have the profits then to actually encourage this particular movement. But at the same time, government needs to play a hand with policies. I think you can see how my mind is rattling off <laughs> various themes uh, that we'd have to consider. But I... Go ahead. Yes, I love it. Thank you so much um, for that. That's exactly what, as the Living Wage South Africa Network, we're trying um, to get to. And as the network, we work with business, with remuneration consultants, um, as academics in universities. So anyone interested in this topic in South Africa, including multinational organizations like Unilever, that is looking at implementing living wages across its operations across the world. It's a complex um, issue, but we're providing information and providing resources to organizations. So far, what we know is anecdotal evidence, but from some South African employers that have implemented living wages, so increased their wage bill, they've actually become more profitable, which is counterintuitive wow. initially, but there's sure. a particular organization in the agricultural tech um, sector, not a small one, medium-sized um, organization that was running at, had been running at a loss for a number of years, and the strategy had been to cut, cut cost, including um, wage costs. And when a new CEO joined at that decided actually we need to reverse this. We need to increase salaries. Over time, over a period of three years, um, they were able to start breaking even. And the, sure. it comes down to how we value people. Mm. And as individuals, as people, we want to be valued. And that doesn't just go for our knowledge workers and management staff and CEOs. Anyone would like to be seen really seen as a human being and being treated with dignity and feeling valued. And they will return that with lower absenteeism, lower destructive behavior, um, lower turnover, and also referrals. So it becomes easier to recruit new people, making suggestions. Um, and that also speaks to the living wage being an approach and an, as I said, an aspiration. It needs to come with a shift in how do we see employees? Do we see them as a commodity? that we can use mm -hmm. and especially at the lower levels for as little money as possible or do we see them as human beings who contribute to the business but also need to live dignified lives 100 percent. i love how you've taken us back to the fundamentals right not just looking at uh, human beings as just another resource required uh, for effect factors of production but really prioritizing people that's what it is. People and the quality of life that they need to have uh, right across the board. Prof, such a pleasure engaging with you. I look forward to many more conversations with you going forward. And uh, I guess reading up more on uh, the Living Wage South African Network to fully comprehend how our economy can truly advance to minimize inequality, improve levels of employment, and of course, just the standard and quality of living for more South Africans by giving them dignified uh, opportunities to economic participation. Thank you so much. Catch the podcast on Kaya 959.co.za.